I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. And what did you make this week? Okay, so this week um, we're talking about the eyeball killer, right? Yes. Is that his name? Mm -hmm. So, naturally, I'm thinking, okay, eyeballs. You know what my, (laughs) my brain went to? I was like, okay, what do we eat that has eyeballs? And I'm like, oh, fish. I'm oh, like, wait. Everything, like every meat we <laughs> yeah. eat has eyeballs. Exactly. Yeah, true. But for some reason, I was like, oh, fish because of eyeballs, which. Well, you can serve like the raw fish with their eyes in, but people don't do that with like cows. I guess that's true. Yeah, maybe that's where my mind went. Yeah. Like that's when you see like a fish on the platter and you still see its eyes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not, not going to do that. Yeah, I don't like fish. I don't think Me you like either. fish. Nope. So I decided not to do that, but I was laughing at myself. So then I'm like, okay. <laughs> then my mind went to, okay, balls. Um, eyeballs. What else has balls? <laughs> well, sometimes you have, like, bull testicles. Those have balls. <laughs> but then I was like, no, no, no. And then I'm like, oh, meatballs. Yes. So I'm I went, glad you went that <laughs> route instead of so, bull yes. testicles. <laughs> right. So... They are not bull testicles. They are, <laughs> in fact, meatballs. Mm. Just beef. Um, no beef balls. Beef test. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anyway, let's just stop with the testicles. There's nothing in there. <laughs> I talked way too much about this now. Um, but the meatballs, it's funny because when Emily came in, she asked what kind of meatballs, you know, like whether it's like the red sauce marinade or barbecue. Mm-hmm. And I'd say they're closer to barbecue meatballs. With the homemade barbecue sauce. So yeah. really, it's it's a lot of um, brown sugar and uh, ketchup is Ooh, pretty much, yeah. It's a good blend. Yeah, right? Um, for the primary ingredients of the sauce. And then Wor- Worcestershire sauce. Ooh. Which I only ever use that in Bloody Marys otherwise. Oh. So. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's really good. It's not like a red marinade. It's more barbecue. Nice. Yummy, yum. My stomach's literally growling thinking about <laughs> it. I, I made enough to feed an army. They which smell really good. Yeah, they do. Anyway, so let's get into it. Let's hear about that eyeball killer. Okay. Have you heard of him before? No, I'm not. Me either. So, um, it's interesting. So, he's also known as the Dallas Ripper. Oh. Um, but I think the eyeball killer kind of sticks out a little bit more right right i mean everyone can be the ripper you know yeah that's already a name yeah i mean there are kind of a lot of those so anyway um and this these murders happened between december 1990 and march 1991 so it wasn't a long period of time in dallas as you can probably tell by the name Mm -hmm. dallas ripper Uh, All of the victims were prostitutes in the area, which is unfortunately another common thing with killers. Uh, The first victim was Mary Pratt, and she was found on December 13th, 1990, and she was shot in the back of the head, and her body was found on the side of a road with her shirt pulled up to expose her breasts. Oh. Yeah, so definitely something... Mm-hmm. She was, like, left somewhere, but also posed. So I think that's a weird oh, yeah. combination, too. 
Huh. Um, the coroner. What? Oh, I was just gonna say. So it wasn't like a coincidence. Like not a coincidence that her shirt was up, but like he posed her like that. Then I think he might have because he. Um, all three of the bodies are found the same way. Huh. So I think it's like a thing. Like he purposely does that. Right. Okay. Um, the coroner realized when she was doing the autopsy of Mary Pratt that when she went to open Mary's eyes, she realized her eyes were gone. <gasps> and nobody had realized it that she had her eyes were missing because her eyes were shut and it was right. done with such precision that it looked totally normal just like she had her eyelids shut. Uh. It was done like with medical precision. So, I have a really, really disgusting fact, and I hate that I know this. Oh, boy. Um, so, do you know what a European mount is? No. So, for, when, for hunters, um, instead of getting a full head mounted, where you have to get the whole taxidermy done, and, you know, all the fur and everything is intact. Yeah. You can make a European mount, and so that's where you just... Uh, take all the skin and flesh off of it, and it's just the exposed bone. You know, like what you see on the walls with the with the deer skull and oh, the okay. and the antlers. Yeah. Um. So that's a European mount. So you can make that yourself. It's a lot easier. It's not expensive. Um. You just have to handle the gore, which I mean, for hunting is normal. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to be dealing with that. You have to skin the deer. So, my dad, when I, when he found out I was going into nursing school, you know, um, with it, with anatomy and physiology, you have to dissect things. And so he was saying like, oh, well, you can dissect this deer skull by making me a European mount. So he had me make him one. Oh my gosh. And I had to say, and this is disgusting that I know this, oh boy. that removing the eyeballs was so difficult ah it took you've a, done it i've done it out of a deer oh. yeah and it takes a lot wow. and it's it's not an easy process to do uh-huh. which i hate that i know that but <laughs> so so the fact that he's able to do it with such precision really creeps me out yeah and makes me Ooh. makes me definitely think that there's some kind of profession behind that yeah oh my gosh I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I know. I can't believe. Oh, and um, so he had me do that when I first started talking to my husband, freshman year of college, and that was the very first picture that my hus uh, my husband's mom saw of me. Oh no! Was me with a knife up against a deer's head? Like how? How this is disgusting! Who I'm bringing home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think she thought of me? I looked like a psycho. I looked this future serial. Yes. Oh, Seriously, no. I had these big goggles on, these gloves <laughs> up to my elbows. Oh, no. I looked, I looked deranged. Oh my gosh, that's so funny though. Yeah. <laughs> the closest I've had to do something like that was when we had to dissect the cats in anatomy right. class, and I did have to skin the and everything, but I didn't do the eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that we did, like, most of us did that to, I don't know, it just shocks yeah. me that we did that in anatomy class in high school. I know. We come from a really small town. You wouldn't think. Everyone I've said that to is like, ew, you did cats? Like, they yeah. did, like, frogs and, like, sheep or pigs mm. or something. We like, were like, yeah, like, sheep no, brains and all that. No, we had cats. 
cats. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone else I know has done cats. No, me either. They've done, like, fetal pigs is a big one. Yeah. Shout out to our school for being unique. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Anyways. So, the gun that was used, they found out, is a forty-four caliber handgun. Okay. Um, and the mutilation of her eyes was kept out of the media because they didn't want to frighten the public more. Um, but the case ended up going cold because they had no evidence, no leads, and there was no, like, forensic things on the scene with this body. So, on February 10th, 1991, second victim is found, Susan Peterson, and she was found dead and mutilated in the exact same way, with the eyes missing with precision and everything and she was found only a mile away from where mary pratt's body was found okay so i mean i first of all just the eyes alone would give it away that this is the same person but it's in the very close proximity do you think with um with profiling now if you were to find a body on the side of the road with just like that such a specific detail her eyes missing shirt up whatever Uh uh-huh would you then be like okay this is gonna be a trend like do you think they could have called it with that first one um i feel like i think my mind would go there because Mm -hmm. of something that bizarre doesn't scream like this was a random spur of the moment thing it kind of seems yeah, like something people would m- repeat. Right. Yeah. I, I know. I saw I'd go there. I feel like criminal profiles or pro- mm-hmm. profilers would be able to um, discern that this is going to be something that he is is going to be a trend. Yeah. So they should keep a lookout. If someone's going to that much trouble and like, I just can't see it being like, I just want to do this one time. Mm-hmm. Like you're unfortunately you're probably gonna do it again which she does right they're they're clearly feeding some sort of bizarre fetish yeah yeah Yeah. um she was shot susan three times and this time the media and the public caught on about the eyes being removed because mary pratt's eyes were kept from the public but the media found out this time because it's kind of when it happens a second time it's a little harder because, you know, the media's everywhere. They find things. Right. Um, she was also exposed and left in a public area. So patrols of the Dallas area were increased. But despite that, a third victim was found in March. So the third victim's name is Shirley Williams. She was found shot in the head and the face. And her eyes were also removed. But she had a few different... Um, circumstances okay she was found just she was just left right outside an elementary school <gasps> in full view of like children oh, saw no. her oh my gosh she, oh my god that is so terrible for teachers kids <sighs> like oh that makes terrible. me so i i feel so bad was so was it left during the school day or i think it was like overnight and then okay. they probably found her in the morning. So hopefully, before any too many kids saw, they were able to find. They found her. Yeah, that would just be horrifying. Yeah, traumatizing. No child needs to see that. Nobody Absolutely needs to not. see that. No. But yeah. 
So the difference with Shirley's body, though, from the other two victims was that she had facial bruises and a broken nose like she had been punched and the others didn't have injuries like that. And also her eyes were not removed with um, the same like surgical method as the other two. Her face was slashed and the tip of an X-Acto knife was found in her eye socket. So it was definitely like way more messy and uh, the knife like marked up her face and the other two didn't have any injuries or anything. See, I don't know because sometimes they'll say that's like them progressing. They're getting more violent. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like he had a very specific uh, plan, like, remove their eyes perfectly, make them look this certain way. So maybe she fought back even. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe the problem is she fought back or was able to fight back more than the others and he wasn't expecting it and had to do it, like, more, what am I trying to say, like, quicker and Mm -hmm. that led it to be sloppier right not sure that's true and i mean the fact that he dropped her outside of a elementary school just tells me that he also likes the fact that like more like finding oh my gosh why can't either of us talk (laughs) finding he likes an audience is what i'm trying to say yeah he wants a lot of people to find the body yeah kind of likes that idea of dropping them like anywhere it's not just off of a a back road where no one will find her for a mm-hmm. while it's yeah. where she'll be found right away yeah busy roads public areas mm-hmm. yeah um she was also shot and they were able to match the bullets found in her body to the bullets that were in mary pratt's so okay that's kind of helpful right um, and then also a pubic hair from a caucasian male and a red condom were found um on shirley williams body and there wasn't anything like that on the other two either so there's some definitely like there's like differences and that are interesting okay i have a lot of questions about this red condom okay why (laughs) yeah (laughs) number one i don't know also like okay i know this is tmi just thinking about this but why use a condom if you're going to kill them? I guess, I guess protecting him from any STDs? I guess, because they were prostitutes. And that's true. So maybe he was, like... Protecting himself? Assuming he th- they're going to have STDs or something. Because then, like, you can be like, oh, well, D- I want to keep from DNA evidence. Well, then take the condom with you. Right, yeah. You just left it there, like... Right, like, he's, he's giving them DNA in a little baggie. <laughs> He's bad yeah, for everything. <laughs> That's horrible. Here you go. Oh my god. Oh gosh. Okay. Fool. Yeah, you fool. <laughs> okay. So another prostitute named Victoria Rodriguez came forward to the police, and she claimed she knew who the eyeball killer was, and that she had actually witnessed Mary Pratt's murder. Okay. So she was kind of sitting on that for a few months. That's a big lead. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe she was concerned for her safety, you know, but, like, I would not sit on that information, probably. Um, I don't know. But she was well known to the police. 
she had been in she'd been arrested many times before and the police kind of dismissed her story a little because she had a very drug-addled brain and was very incoherent they knew she was like really messed up on drugs and she was a like she was very known around town as like uh what is it called a pathological liar so they weren't sure to believe her or not um and she said this is her story that she and mary had gone off with a stranger for a threesome in a field in the middle of dallas somewhere and victoria said that this man became very violent and hit her in the head with a gun and it knocked her out and she came to just in time to see him shoot mary and she bolted to the nearest house and it happened to be of a man named axton schindler he was a truck driver in the area and he let her in and helped her out and so they looked into her story which they figured okay she could be lying but Mm -hmm. she said there was this truck driver guy maybe he's reliable and he can back her up so they did look into it and they realized that a man named charles albright who was 57 years old owned the house that axton schindler was living in and charles also owned property where the other two victims were found so they're thinking this is his property maybe it's this guy and not the truck driver who is involved yeah um brenda white who is another prostitute she also came forward saying one of her clients tried to attack her but she got away because she had a can of mace on her and she and victoria both said their attackers were white middle-aged and had salt and pepper hair Mm. and charles fit that description as well and so the, the police um they start looking into his background before they can go to him with accusations or anything see if perhaps he fit any profiles you know so charles was adopted as an infant by fred and Dell albright and he had either an aunt or his mom they kind of the articles kind of changed their story a little bit so somebody dressed him up like a little girl a lot when he was a boy um and he was a very difficult child and his mother Dell was extremely strict but she was also very devoted to him she really really pushed education really fiercely on him made sure he was very bright like he was an accomplished piano player he was an artist he went to all the best schools and he was actually able to skip two grades because he was just very intelligent because his mother really encouraged you know studying and things that would like help enrich his life Mm -hmm. um and when he was a teenager charles got his first gun and then made a hobby out of shooting animals and taxidermy oh which um Casey has experience oh, in I guess. <laughs> oh no. His uh, taxidermy is like a it's not a creepy thing, but I think a lot of people think it's like oh, ding 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 serial killer, which it does have ties, but like right. also people are totally normal who do it like you. <laughs> I know, like me. I know. Well, I feel like that's definitely true is like people don't need to be People that have, like, are are into taxidermy are not necessarily creepy. Yeah. But a lot of creeps are into taxidermy. (laughs) Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to, uh, 
differentiate between the two yeah. sometimes because Oops. you think yeah because i mean it makes sense like that's a huge thing with um with a psychopath right it's wetting yeah. the bed um setting fires and harming animals yes and one I of mean, the big three right and so unfortunately i mean i don't believe that hunting is necessarily harming the animal because you do it in a humane way and um you're using you know, you're using it for meat and everything. But if you were to be a psychopath and into <laughs> killing things, that would be a socially acceptable way to do it. Yeah. So his mother encouraged this hobby and she enrolled him in a taxidermy course. And he learned how to pop an eye out of the socket without damaging any tissue. Um, and... <laughs> Just like you. No. The thing is, I definitely did damage. I was not good at it. Okay. So I guess it couldn't have been you. Yeah. Also, you weren't born. But (laughs) So his family could actually not afford the glass eyes, though, for the taxidermy. So he just had to make do with sewing buttons on the animal's eyes. Oh. Which looks so weird. Have you ever seen the movie Coraline? Yes. And the other yes. mother, like, sews buttons on the kid's mm-hmm. eyes. Ugh, I hate it. <laughs> That's what it made me think of. Oh. So, so the case kind of leans heavily on this background with him. Like, he knows how to work with the eyeballs. And right. maybe he was aggressive that he couldn't afford these glass eyes. And, you know, like, a whole complex about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Um, also, by the age of 13, he had a conviction of assault. And by 17, he was found guilty of stealing handguns and, like, $380 of cash. Um, I think from, like, a gun store or something like that. Okay. Um, And he served six months for that. After his release, he enrolled in Arkansas State Teachers College, majoring in pre-medical studies. And he was a very active student. He excelled in all his subjects and... He learned quite a few languages, and he was a member of several clubs. So, once again, being, like, very academic, like he was as a kid. But uh, also, on the side, during his first year of college, he broke into a girl's dorm and stole some of her nude photos. Uh, And in one incident, he cut the eyes out of photos of a friend's ex and pasted them onto photos of another girl and, like, put it up on his wall in his dorm. Ding, 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 ding. Like, there it is. Yeah. You got your guy. Like, right. that's just straight up. What is this infatuation with eyes? Yeah. I don't get it. It's so weird. Uh, <gasps> what would he do with the eyes? I didn't even think about that. Oh, right. <gasps> I don't know. Would he put them in he one of He took them. Yeah. But I don't know what he did with them. None of the articles said anything about that. Right. <gasps> Ew. That's a new thing to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Not one bit. Oh, God. Uh, he got married when he was 19 to Betty Nestor, uh, but he had convinced her somehow to steal the keys to the, cot- the cottage, the college they were in. I don't know how she got them or to what purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but that was just something that was in there. And he was expelled eventually for stealing equipment of an office he broke into at the school. <laughs> Uh, he and Nestor had a daughter together 
but it didn't really stop him from stealing things because in 1961, he was arrested for concealing stolen goods, uh, but ended up having no convictions for that. But it didn't, he didn't stop. So in 1968, he forged excellent credentials from Arkansas State Teachers College and used them to become a high school teacher of science. Wow. Yeah. And eventually the school found out that these were forged documents Mm because he had been expelled from school. He didn't graduate. So he was sentenced to probation for forging official records. Um, No jail time. But in 1975, he and his wife, Betty, separated, but they didn't officially divorce until 87. Okay. So, over the years, during that time as well, he was arrested for forgery, theft, and even child molestation once. (gasps) So, he's not a great person. No. And it's... He's got a lot against him. Yeah. (laughs) Already. Absolutely. Uh, in 1986, his father passed away and his mom had passed away a few years earlier. So he inherited $100,000 and moved in with a woman named Dixie Austin and they would be together a really long time. Um, and they had like a common law marriage, but never like... I see. Uh, common law is legal, but you know what I mean? Like not like yeah. officially married. Right. Um <clears throat> So that's how he's living his life when Victoria and Brenda pick him up in a lineup and they say, it's that guy. So Charles was arrested and his place was searched and in his home, they found an S&W 44 Magnum revolver and several X-Acto knives Mm -hmm. and a red condom, all of which were identified as being part of the search or the murders. Mm -hmm. So his wife or partner i suppose dixie she claimed she was with him every night when the murders happened but despite her saying he has an alibi and willing to provide an alibi he was arrested um unfortunately the gun that was in charles house did not exactly match the gun that was used to kill the three women so they had to throw that out of evidence um which um, and I don't know. I guess there might be different kinds because he did have a forty-four, and the forty-four bullet was used. Forty-five, yeah. But I, I don't know. I guess they were different somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, I they, they can they can tell from the exact gun. I think. Yeah. So with that, I mean, if you have one gun, you probably have two. Right. There's gonna be more somewhere yeah so he must that would you really keep a murder weapon in your home right right uh the investigators did not find any bloody clothes though they did find some socks and underwear that were soaking in bleach so they found that a little suspicious um but it's not like solid and his wife partner provided garage receipts proving that their car had been in a shop um and being worked on during the time of the first two murders so she was like he couldn't possibly have been there he couldn't drive anywhere he was home so other means of transportation right yeah on his blankets in his home and inside his vacuum they found hairs and fibers that could link him to the murders though 
in the vacuum, there were hairs consistent with those found on Shirley Williams. Um, they didn't have enough DNA technology at the time oh to gosh. definitively prove it. Right. You know? So, samples of Albright's hair were taken, and they did match to the hair on William's body, but they couldn't say, because they didn't have, like, the technology to, that it was, like, uniquely his. So, like, it matched in one way, but not, they didn't have it to say, it's definitely a hair off his head. Right. Yeah. Um, And then hair from a squirrel's tail became a key part of the case against him, too. Because police located the field where Shirley Williams was murdered and they found her coat. And on her coat, they had squirrel hairs and they matched some strands of squirrel hairs that were in his vacuum at his home. So investigators believed that both the killer and the victim had the same squirrel hairs on them. (laughs) It's such a weird element. That is such a bizarre... Sorry. That is such a bizarre element. <laughs> Was there just, like, a dead squirrel there? I don't know. I don't, maybe he, like, took out one of his taxidermied squirrels and was like, hello! Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I don't know. Like, I just maybe, don't know how, how a squirrel is involved in this at all. <laughs> and how there's enough squirrel. Like, I don't think I've ever had a squirrel hair on me. <laughs> I don't know. I, know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I've never thought about... Oh, this random hair on my leg might be from a squirrel. Yeah. (laughs) What were they doing around squirrel? Like, a squirrel. I don't understand how they got so much hair on themselves from a squirrel. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I genuinely could say, like, look down and be like, oh, man, I got some squirrel hairs on me. (laughs) I mean... I've never come in that close That's, contact. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, they were in the middle of a field. Where did that squirrel come from? <laughs> well, here's what the prosecution argued about it. They said he clearly was working on some squirrel with his taxidermy work. Yes. And it got on him. Okay. And it got on her because he killed her. Okay. I guess that is the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> he brought the squirrel with him. <laughs> the, yeah. Okay. It's definitely weird. And, like, with all these changes mm-hmm. of, like, uh, it, there's the gun, but then the gun is thrown out. And um, the hairs are different, but they can't prove it definitively. The prosecution is really, like, kind of grasping at straws right. to try and get something to stick. Um, unfortunately, a lot of it could not stick to right, him right because it's all it's pretty much all circumstantial right. evidence i mean she could have gotten the squirrel from when she was playing with her squat squat earlier squat <laughs> pet squirrel yeah <laughs> not squat when she was playing with her pet squirrel right i mean that's who circumstantial knows? who knows where like she could have gotten squirrel hair on her anywhere yeah I guess. I mean, check your clothes. You might have squirrel hair on yeah, you. Yeah, who just knows? Don't know. You don't know. Wait, you want to hear a really... Okay, this is super, super random. Okay. And you can you, you can take this out if you want to. No. Because this is not have, <laughs> does not have anything to do with this at all. Okay. I um, heard somewhere, like, how just disgusting belly buttons are. Ew. And, um... <laughs> 
So this study took like 10 random people or something like that, like some random number of people, and looked inside their belly buttons, like swabbed their belly buttons, and this one guy had this super, super rare, sorry, this super, super rare form of bacteria that's only found in like on the other side of the world. What? (laughs) Inside his belly button. Ew! <laughs> and he's never traveled there or anything. It just is like in his belly button for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's so gross! <laughs> is this what you Google in your free time? <laughs> What's in where... my belly button? <laughs> I don't know where I heard, heard that. But that reminded me of it because it's circumstantial. This guy had never been to Italy and somehow yeah. he had this bacteria in his belly button. <laughs> oh my god. Or wherever the heck it came from. I don't know no, if it was Italy. like Okay, when I showered and I got to clean up my belly button. <laughs> Ever since then, I'm like, scrub oh that belly button. God. They're disgusting. And people take, like, after that, I was thinking about it. I'm like, ew, like, people take body shots, like, out of belly buttons. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. So, belly buttons are disgusting. That I has nothing to do with do this. <laughs> A super oh random fact. <laughs> Just a random PSA to clean your belly button. Because <laughs> you might have a disease. Bacteria from Italy. Yeah. Oh my god. That's so funny. Mm, I mean, it's good. not funny, but it is. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh god. Okay. So, despite all of the evidence changes and everything being circumstantial, people were pretty much convinced because of his background that it was him. Mm-hmm. And he was charged with all three of the eyeball killers' victims' death and the murder of a woman named Rhonda Bowie, Bowie, who was a prostitute who was stabbed to death. Um, I'm not entirely sure how she got thrown in with them because it's a totally... Being stabbed to death is a totally different circumstance. Yeah. Um... But I think just because the other victims were prostitutes, they thought, well, this is a cold case. We should just throw this on, too. So I'm not... Even if he did kill the other three, I'm not convinced with Rhonda that it could have been him. Maybe it was, like, within the same period of time and there weren't... It wasn't... Like, crime wasn't big, but it's Dallas. Yeah. So you'd think that it would be a lot happening yeah i don't know um i think that's kind of like kind of shady yeah right Uh, yeah so a prostitute who earlier claimed that albright had attacked her ended up withdrawing her story claiming she had been coerced by the police to make the story up and albright's neighbor also supported his claim that his car had been unavailable he was like he didn't have a car those days he was at home, and the neighbor said he saw him at home. So, uh, the prosecution's kind of fallen apart. Yeah. At this point. Um, and in the end, he was convicted of murdering Shirley Williams. Not the other two. Um, but they thought with the, like, the condom and everything found Shirley, it stuck a little more than mm-hmm. the other two, so they ended up just going with her murder, and he was sentenced to life in prison for her murder. Okay. Um, his defense did try to have an appeal, citing a lack of evidence, but it was overruled. So, he is now 87 years old, 
in a, he's in a psychiatric hospital, and to this day, he still insists he has not killed anybody. Wow. So, I kind of don't know what to think. I think he definitely had a shady past, mm-hmm. but also all of his crimes in the past, besides, like, child molestation, which is awful, mm-hmm. were, like, minor theft and forgery. So, I'm, I'm not... There are a lot of people who don't believe it was him. Um, so I, I don't know. It's all, like you said, it's all circumstantial because, but it really does seem like it's him. I mean, his property. Yeah. The whole his college thing with the eyeballs. The yeah. facts, the fact that he was a taxidermist and was able to remove the eyes like that. <clears throat> um, defining the red condom. Yeah. Like, okay, you go and you find condoms in the guy's house. Great. He's a guy. But a red condom, that's not the most common thing. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know how they do it in Dallas, but... <laughs> <laughs> not here. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it really seemed to... And, and he owned guns, even though, I guess it wasn't... He owned 45s, which, I mean, even though it wasn't the exact match, he could have had other ones. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, I don't know what to think, because I think... Um, like you're saying, with his background, Mm -hmm. he would know how to remove an eye like that because of these classes he took on specifically how to do that. Right. And I know animals are different, but, than people, but, I mean, yeah, and it was his property, so it's hard to say. Would they have saved, uh, DNA evidence at that time, or... Because usually they did still save it, even though they didn't have the technology. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because... They have it now, so... Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Like, if he really, really claims that it wasn't him, then don't you think he'd push to, like, have his attorney push to have that uh, yeah. checked out again? Maybe he has. And... It's not going It anywhere? was just kept being overruled. I don't know. Yeah. I know... They said he did try that once. I don't know if he continued to do it, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like you could definitely put this to bed now with the mm-hmm. evidence if they still had it. I mean, so the one, the one pubic hair and the, I mean, the fact that they left a condom, it's got to have a lot of DNA. Yeah. So. I don't know. But I've, maybe they just figure, you know what, it's a done deal. He can just stay there. Right. So, and I, mean, I wonder how like he got so old now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder how he got into a psychiatric facility too. Yeah, I don't know. Why why they just decided that he needed to be there. Let me see if I can find that. Real quick. You said he's smart. Yeah. Maybe it's an old age thing cuz he's like 87, maybe he has like some issues now. But I don't know. I don't know. I can't really find him. <laughs> find anything but i did see oh i missed this quote earlier he says this is charles oh really i've never touched an eyeball i truly think and this may sound far-fetched that the boys in the forensics lab cut out those eyes i think the police said we want some sort of mutilation so he's saying the forensic people and the police did this for drama but that would be so so unethical and against the law yeah so is he saying okay i killed them but i didn't take their eyes <laughs> like what is that quote really saying like yeah. i didn't touch any eyeballs well did you touch those women like right what do you 
why are you saying that they faked the eyeballs? How would you know that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. I never touched those eyeballs. He's like, I think that me. they faked it. That's a ludicrous thing to say. I almost feel like that statement is admitting guilt. Because why would you say that if you feel like, like, I never touched any eyeballs? Yeah. I only touched the women. And then I, and then I killed them, but I didn't, I didn't take their eyeballs. That's really, that's really messed up. That's a, that's a touch too far. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, that's an interesting quote by him. Yeah. So, I know there are a lot of people like on the fence about it. Um, understandably. Yeah. But. I think circum, there's a point where circumstantial evidence just piles up. I, I yeah. understand there's so many coincidences in the world. I understand why it's not necessarily hard facts. You, like, you pretty much need evidence. Mm-hmm. But there's just a lot um, a lot supporting him. This kind of reminds me of the uh, our very first episode, if you guys haven't heard it, our Star Drac case. Oh, yeah. Um, where a lot of people believe that he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, just all the circumstantial evidence really piles up. Yeah. For sure. So, anyway, um, on that note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder. <laughs>